Hi, I'm Randalyn. I'm Jennifer. And we're people talking about people. People Talking People is a part of the Wander Barn Podcast Network. You can check out other podcasts on travel, yoga, health, and business over at wanderbarn.com. That's W-A-N-D-E-R-B-A-R-N.com. Hello, Randalyn. Hi, Jen. It has Are you been... excited here today for another episode of People Talking People? I'm so excited. We have not gotten to connect recently. We've been kind of working off of some backed episodes. So I feel like this is the first time that we're connecting since our podcast launched, which is awesome. But I now feel this whole other level of pressure of like, other people are listening to this. We have to be cool. Do you feel that? <laughs> oh, I would say yes, but I feel like the cool factor is probably very long ways away. So the pressure is less because I just go with the flow. <laughs> I, I will take some of your flow then. Please share with me. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, today, although we have just a massive list of things to talk about, we thought it would be kind of fun to talk about entrepreneurship. And let's just really briefly before we dive in, touch on really kind of why this is relative to people talking people and just talking about people in general. And I think I'll just kind of start off and then I would love to kind of get your thoughts around really what makes this an interesting topic and why are we talking about it today? So I know for me, I'm kind of in a state of mind lately where although I'm, I have that entrepreneurial spirit, um, I'm definitely struggling with all the things on my plate and how to turn every little thing uh, into sort of the organized structure that I want. But the reason I say this with a big but is because these skills that I personally have learned over the years, being an entrepreneur, frankly, are probably the one of the main reasons why I kind of feel like I can balance and kind of get through family, career, fitness, a little bit of everything. I'm able to kind of tap into some of those skills. And I truly feel like the times that I spent building and crafting and creating my own business, I learned more than in my 10 years at corporate. Uh, and this is just me and my personal experience. Everyone may have something different, but because of that, there's just often so many of those hard skills that I can tap into. And I feel like for myself right now, I'm having to tap into them a lot more. So that's kind of what resonates for me. For you, it might be completely different because you're kind of more just living the life of an entrepreneur in general. So your whole take on it could be completely different. But why are you kind of excited about entrepreneurship and talking about it in the context of people today? I think people think of entrepreneurship and it just scares them because it's something really unknown. You have to take a lot more ownership over what you're doing, what you're working on, how you're working on it, your inputs, your outputs, all of those things. However, you also get to take a lot more ownership over your schedule. You can go for a run at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. You can not start your workday until 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Like You have a lot more freedom and flexibility to work when it's most effective for you. Um, so yes, Jen, I am currently kind of in this limbo of being, I've kind of got a foot in both worlds right now. I have a part-time job and I have a entrepreneurship kind of like 
business with freelance clients and all of the stuff that I do. So I have some hours that are preset for me from my, my part-time job and I have to be there and I have to do X, Y, and Z work and it's great and it gives me just enough structure to kind of build the rest of my freedom week around. <laughs> um, I did realize this past Monday was the first Monday I've had that I didn't have to be somewhere or like be on a specific meeting or a call and I was like I'm gonna get so much work done and I looked at the clock and it was 5 p.m. and I was like I did absolutely nothing so <laughs> I think for me the balance of having a foot in both worlds gives me kind of like deadlines and ways that I have to block my time because I have certain things that I have like locations and offices that I have to be at for specific hours um, but it has just given me so much more freedom and flexibility in my free time because I can come home from my part-time job and say, you know what, I have a few hours, but I'm just like mentally exhausted. So I'm going to watch new girl and make dinner and I will just get up early tomorrow and like pound out this work before my client deadline. And it works great. I love that. And I'm over here, like, just the whole time you're talking, nodding my head, yes, ferociously, which of course no one can see. <laughs> <laughs> but completely agree and resonates. And I know when I kind of first started my entrepreneurial journey, I mean, gosh, what was that? 2000, 2004, I think is technically the year, 2004. Um, there were just so many things I didn't know that for me, the first, I mean, I would venture to say almost even three years was just learning what this even means and how to be an entrepreneur. I was in one of those, I would almost call it a little bit more unfortunate situations where I was not surrounded by people in this entrepreneurial lifestyle. I didn't have any family members or friends growing up that had their own business or did something that felt entrepreneurial-esque. Everyone went into corporate. And I think we talked about that a little bit, you know, on the first episode. So for me, it was to say it was an unknown is probably even an understatement. It was like massively unknown. I don't even think I knew what LLC meant, you know, like I just was completely confused as to what to do at all. Um, but learning all that stuff was great. It really sort of forced me to challenge myself, to dig a little bit deeper, to get some learnings along the way. But the skills that I adopted through that journey were much more important than the actual facts of like how to create a website. You know, these things are all great, but it's like for me, it was the skills that have really been able to um, project me in the future to where it is I want to go. And I wrote down just a couple keywords that for me have been really um, things that I've been able to acquire, we'll say, through my entrepreneurial journey. So um, the ability to challenge myself is definitely one. I don't think I ever did a really good job at that in the corporate world. Like it's one thing to say, I want to go back and get my MBA and go do that. But I just didn't really challenge myself to my full ability because I was always you know, reporting to someone else or completing a project for someone else. There was always that level of just getting something done. So really being able to challenge myself in a new way is something that I've been able to pick up and kind of hold on to, which I've been pretty excited about. Jenna, I want to interject here. Oh yeah, please stop me there. Possible. Yes. Because yes to everything that you're saying. What I think I'm loving most about where I'm at currently is that I specifically in my business, being in a consulting role with my clients, I have kind of that level of getting work done and completing projects and doing deliverables for people. However, everything that I do 
for my own business, for my own marketing, my own company, gives me that challenge. And I didn't realize how much I missed it until I started having that option to be like, I think I can take another day and make this like so much better than it is. Whereas before I would have deadlines that it was just like, if it's a deadline, it's got to be met and that's what it is. And now having this freedom to challenge myself and the space to do it and allow myself grace if I don't meet a perceived deadline or goal because I'm challenging myself is kind of like a rocket ship. Like it just goes up and you don't really know where it's going to land. I love that. And the funny thing is that's the perfect segue into kind of the second thing that I wrote down, which was accountability. I mean, how, how hard can it be sometimes to deliver a product when you don't necessarily have that deadline looming? Now, if you have a client that's like, I have to have this on this day, great, you have that deadline looming. But it could even just be something as simple as I really need to update my website. And, and there is reality around that it has to be done for one reason or another, pivot, whatever. If you don't have that boss, you know, standing over you saying when it's due, sometimes it can be really, really challenging to hold ourselves accountable. And I know that's the, the one of the gifts that entrepreneurship has given me is really taking a hard look at having a little more self accountability and not just that external accountability where I'm obligated to do it because someone else is needing it. It's a little bit more about, I'm going to drive this for myself because it needs to be done for this reason, or I want it to be done for this reason or whatever. But that accountability piece for me has been just like a huge learning component. But what about yourself? What were, what are your thoughts around the accountability piece? I think I'm still trying to learn the accountability piece. <laughs> As you were saying that, I felt very convicted about a few things that I've like started and have yet to complete because there was no deadline. I think similarly to accountability, it teaches you entrepreneurship teaches you a lot about prioritization because it is impossible to accomplish everything. So I can have 10 ideas a day about what I want to do with my business and things that I think I should take action on or would be cool to take action on or an idea that could be super great but also could flop, but I don't have time to execute on all 10 of those things. So right now, my priorities are fairly aligned with serving my clients and making sure that they're getting work that they're happy with, that I'm proud of, that is meeting the needs that they've expressed to me, which is why they've brought me on board. And then launching people, talking people. Like this has now become one of something that's going to kind of be a part of what I do under my company and be a service that I can now potentially offer to clients as I've launched a podcast and understand the ins and outs of that. So it is not a direct investment in my business, but it's an investment in myself, which is an investment in my business. So yes, I've not started the blog that I wanted to start for my company or kind of launched some packages that I have been working up and thinking about or even like updated my website with the last round of like copy edits that I have but that's not where I'm at right now and I know that once I get we get through this launch gen and things kind of calm down and it's less of a like big push to get all of this people talking people 
awesomeness out into the world and it's more of like a weekly thing that we work on, I know that that extra time is now going to be budgeted towards those other things. So I guess I have, this is maybe where I was talking about like the flexible accountability. Like I am aware that like this is something that needs to be done, but it's not the top priority. Yeah. So I think that is perfectly said. And I'm a couple things you said I want to go back to. So obviously the prioritization, because for me and frankly, what I tell all my clients when it comes to accountability and especially self-accountability, you have just got to set a priority. The reality is to the second component of what you said, there is just not enough time in the day to do everything. You know, it doesn't matter how big your to-do list is. If you physically cannot get it all done on your own, then what do you do? So you set a priority. This is the one thing that I really want to get done today. And you make sure that you commit yourself and do that one thing first, because it happens all the time. People, they say, oh, I'm really good at setting priorities, right? I, I put them down on the list. I circle the thing. It's a top priority. They get to the end of the day. They haven't done the priority because it was they got distracted. They went to email. They checked their email. Oh, here's a phone call I got to make. They're doing all the low hanging fruit, not necessarily the thing that was the priority because your priority might be the most important thing. It might be the thing that's easiest to do. It could be that low hanging fruit. You just kind of don't really know until you identify what it is. But if you are turning on that computer and getting distracted and doing other things before you choose to sit down and do that top priority, boom, it kind of all goes through the wayside. So, but there is some level of being really okay with not being able to get it all done and just recognizing that eventually, you know, I can craft a plan or create a plan to get it all done. Or, you know, maybe there's the, I really got to hire help. You know, I mean, this happens sometimes too. I need an assistant. I need another hand if it really is that critical. These are the conversations you have to be realistic about with yourself and having so that you need to push through. So prioritization being key for accountability and just really having those deep, honest conversations with yourself around what's realistic and what can be done. I mean, that realistic is a really important word in entrepreneurship as well, because the sky's the limit. You know, you don't, you don't have any restrictions. <laughs> the sky's the limit. You can do anything you want. So how do you rein that back and make sure it's still a realistic sky is the limit? I love that. Jen, I want to circle back to something we both mentioned earlier around having entrepreneurship and having that additional freedom and learning the balancing act between, you know, staying physically fit and prioritizing family and maybe like eating really healthy, like eating healthy or whatever that is. Um, but finding the balance in all of those things, cause it can be hard when I am like, okay, I could either do client work and order takeout, or I could make dinner and do dishes and eat an actually healthy meal. What do I pick? And I think prioritization plays a part into the, in that. And I, to some extent, I'm learning that balance of like, at some point, health has to be a priority because then I can't produce good work. Or at some point, like, I have to go for a run because it clears my head and then I produce better work. So how do I kind of work in the things that I need to make sure that I'm performing at my peak so that the work that I'm producing is of the quality and the level that people are paying me for? Yeah, I love that. Super important that I think that that's probably one of the most, I, I don't know, overlooked or underrated, whatever you want to say, but just the health and wellness and the fitness component. It's and you know, I always talk about the setting of the priorities, but there's no reason you can't almost like bucket out the categories, right? Maybe you have a health and wellness category. Maybe you have a 
business career category. Maybe you have a home life family category, almost like taking all of your values as if you were doing like a values type exercise. And then you set one priority for the day within all three and then figure out or two or whatever the buckets are for you personally. Right. And then figure out how do I manage it so that by the time I get to the end of the day, I've still shown some level of importance for each of these things, but also being really aware to celebrate those successes when they do happen. I mean, I'll give a great example like, gosh, it was probably a week or two ago. I was just having just a really busy week where it was sitting at the computer for 12 hour days, not really getting up and taking a break. And that was just what I needed to do in that moment. Like I was okay with that because that was the priority. I, you know, I determined like, I'm going to power through. This is what I'm going to do. My husband was fine taking care of the daughter, you know, that type of thing. So that was the priority. But I truly got to a point where if I did not get up and go outside, I just wasn't going to be able to continue anymore. <laughs> so I put on my running shoes and just ran for 15 minutes, even though I have really bad knees and I don't run anymore, but it was exactly what I needed at that time. I had to just kind of blow off that steam. Then I was able to come back, sit down and kind of regroup and do that as well. So even that ability to almost like challenge myself in that moment to say, this is something that you need in order to be able to continue is, you know, that really important kind of factor in this as well. So I have a, a couple more things written down that I want to touch on, but just really quick, Randall, and because um, I think this is a really good segue and important. So we, you know, we always talk about how we're a part of the Wander Barn Network, and um, I want to give an example of another podcast here that I think people would really enjoy, especially if some of this is resonating with them. So we've got a lot of great podcasts that are part of the Wander Barn Network, but let me tell you just this, if you are a yoga, yoga teacher or a wellness professional, Mastering the Business of Yoga is for you. MB Ohm is hosted by Amanda Kingsmith and features guests from around the world that will help you build a sustainable yoga business. And you can learn more at wanderbarn.com slash MBOM. So that's just literally M-B-O-M. So really great kind of segue, especially as we're talking a little bit about business and fitness kind of all in one. Um, I think that's a good one to go and check out, but let's keep going. So what else did you want to say? I've got other things written down for my keywords, but I don't want to cut off any great progress that we've got from what we we're just talking about health and wellness. Anything else that you wanted to add to that component? I first of all, love that you brought up mastering business of yoga, because I do agree. I think it's super topical, especially as we've kind of found our way into this entrepreneurship, health and wellness arena. But one of the things I wanted to weigh in on, maybe is the right word, um, you had mentioned setting, breaking up those priorities and kind of setting them based on either the day or something. One thing that I found really helpful in my own life is setting Monday through Friday a career or like client-related priority and then setting an overarching weekly like health family priority. So I know that I want to run, you know, I, I have set a goal to run 100 miles by the end of September, um, which isn't a ton. It's like just under two miles a day. So I can either run every day or every other day and go for longer runs. Like it's super manageable. Um, so I know that every week I need to run somewhere between like 10 and 15 miles. So I can sit down then and kind of look at my calendar and say, okay, I've got a bunch of time 
you know, Tuesday night, let's go for a long run there and I'll do a short run Wednesday and I can do, you know, a longer run Friday morning because I have some extra time and I can go through and budget my health around the days that I'm free and the days that I know that I'm going to need that break. So if I have a day where I'm doing client work all day, I know that at 2 p.m. my brain is going to shut off if I don't do something else. So I can then kind of pull in that health component and say, okay, I'm going to take, you know, 30 minutes to myself. I'm going to go put a couple miles in and then I'm going to come back and finish, you know, whatever is left for my day or do busy work and like check my emails or do something kind of more mindless instead of having to make those hours my like billable hours where I have to be performing at my peak. I think that's perfect. I am kind of obsessed with using my calendar as a tool as well. I definitely block the time off where I can. Not everyone is really good at being accountable to their calendar, but I know for me, it's a tool that works really well. So if I put down, I'm going to do something from nine to 10, I'll go do it, even if it is something that I'm not crazy about. So um, I am not the type of person who will do a yoga video streaming in my room by myself. I just, I don't know what it is about that. I just can't force myself to do that. So I'm much more of a go to a class. So my thing right now is um, cycle bar, which I'm obsessed with just like spin classes, but it's very easy for me to go every day because they're great classes. I feel great. It's close to home. It's only 45 minutes. So it's not like a huge chunk of my time. And when I sign up, I have to go like I have to I go on the app. I pick a time. I block the calendar. It even says, do you want to put this on your calendar? Yes. Like it's there. I've got to go. So I think these are the nice thing about the entrepreneurship is you have that flexibility to be able to do that um, and create that space for yourself and whatever works for you, whether it is priorities, whether it's banking out your time in the calendar, whether it's blocking off the time or going to a class so that you really do have to just show up because there's other people there. There's so many great opportunities um, to sort of take advantage of some of that. And these are tricks that work for everything. You know, here we're talking about fitness, but it will work for any component within there, you know, as well. Okay, cool. So I wrote down one other big word that I want to touch on, which is resilience. And I think that this is a really powerful word right now and something that probably all of us really kind of wish we had even just a tiny bit more of. I mean, (laughs) who doesn't need or want more resilience right now in this crazy world that we're in? Um, I know for me, I, it's one of these things that I always strive to want more of. I think the more resilient we are, the more adapt, adaptable we are, the better off we're going to be overall. But I can say confidently, I went from having none of it to at least having some of it when I went through my entrepreneurial journey, because you kind of just have to, you know, you got to roll with the punches a little things change from day to day. Um, you know, there's your website might go down one day. It's like, what am I going to do? I got to get this back up. Like all the things I was planning to do, I can't do because I got to work on this other thing. So you have to kind of be ready to pivot, jump, adapt at any moment in time. And the farther away for me personally, I get from that entrepreneurship world, meaning the more I do other things that are outside of it, you know, I have a tendency to lose some of that resilience because there is a little bit more of a schedule and it's easy to just kind of go with the flow. So I try to personally sort of test myself a little bit and do some things that will challenge me, going back to that challenge word, to try to get more resilience sort of in my life. Because when things like COVID happen and boom, your world is turned upside down, 
you have to be able to adapt. You have to be able to roll punches. You have to be able to say, my child is not going to go to public school this year. What does that mean? And how do I do it? You know, you really have to kind of figure some of those things out. And I think that that ability to sort of be aware of how to challenge yourself, maybe how to hold yourself accountable, how to set priorities, to be that constant learner and dig in and just be willing to grow and figure out what does this mean and how do I, you know, do something with it? Uh, are those tools that continue to build and grow that resilience. So, uh, but something we need so much of right now, but I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on resilience? I absolutely love that. And I do feel like I see you put yourself in situations where I'm like, what is Jen doing? Like, why would she do that? And now I know it's because you're just trying to stay resilient. Um, no, I think it is resilience definitely is a skill. You know, if you don't use it, use it, you lose it. But I think what maybe like prohibits people from becoming resilient is that it's really uncomfortable. And I think as an entrepreneur, you get so used to being uncomfortable that as soon as you have some level of like comfort or expectation or something that's super reliable, you're like, whew, like you exhale, like it's just a burden off your back that you don't have to think about, um, which is why I think, you know, the corporate world is really appealing to people because it is stable. I mean, at the end of the day, there could be a problem, but chances are like you don't have to be the person to solve it. Like you can still clock out and go home and get on with your life. Whereas if you're an entrepreneur, no one else is going to fix that problem. So you can do it now or you can do it tomorrow or you can do it in a week, but it's still your problem to fix and own. And I, I think that's where people get really uncomfortable with the concept of resilience in the entrepreneurship world because it really exposes you to everything that you don't know and you have to be in that kind of consistent state of being willing to learn or you're just consistently going to be hitting roadblocks that feel impossible to overcome. I think you've said some perfect words in there and very specifically this idea around comfort. I literally will say out loud because I can't say it even in your head. Otherwise you won't do anything about it. I have said out loud to my husband a number of times. I'm just way too comfortable right now, you know, and cause I know when that happens, I'm just inviting probably some opportunity for personal failure, you know, not for continued growth, not to be ready for anything to happen, not to be, have that level of resilience that I need. So when I find that I'm just a little too comfortable, I have to take a step back, say it out loud, and then figure out what does that mean and what do I do next? So um, if you're too comfortable, those of you listening in on the podcast here, what are you going to do about it? Because that's going to be the first thing you can do to kind of shake things up and build a little more resist resilience in your life is not be too comfortable. So, okay. I love that you just said that. I think we're probably getting close to time here. What do you think, Randolyn? I think so. Jen, you... I should, I, from my perspective, my journey into entrepreneurship was a little less maybe abrupt as yours was, as I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. I was exposed to it from a very young age. I saw the benefits of it. I went in and scrubbed the office every Saturday and made a couple bucks. Like I was there, I lived it. Um, I'm currently living it. If somebody is listening to this podcast, they feel too comfortable but are absolutely terrified on what to do. Jen, what was your first step 
in breaking the cycle of being comfortable? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, related just to entrepreneurship, to kind of keep it in that vein, um, to give some perspective, I started, I'm going to say started with air quotes here, my business in 2004. And it was about November of 2004. And then it wasn't until May of 2005 when I ended up leaving my corporate job and then doing full time kind of on my own. So I think what's important to remember is that you don't have to do it like abruptly, like quit the job, start the business. Like you don't even have to do it that quickly. There can be a little bit of a segue and a time in there. So just start learning. Cause those first six months, I wasn't actually doing any business. All I was doing was how do you build a website? You know, what's a domain, what's an LLC and do I need one? Just start doing whatever that little bit of research that you need to do is and rely on your network. I mean, there were so many great people out there that, Really, I didn't even know I could talk to, but it turns out had lots of good information on any little thing, you know, the website, like someone I knew who built websites, I'd say, hey, can you help me with this? Sure, let me build you a logo. Oh, cool, I didn't even know. So don't be afraid to kind of rely on your network and people out there and just just get started. I mean, it sounds so silly, but just get started. Push, push yourself outside of that comfort zone a little and just do something, do a little bit of research because eventually, the dominoes will start to fall or the the momentum will build and the snowball will roll down the hill and grow bigger and bigger and you'll have something to kind of push you into doing a little bit more but hopefully that's just a good starting point just do something that's why we'll just get started do something i love that i do feel like entrepreneurship is kind of a momentum based or habit based like if you get used to doing one small thing that scares you it gets easier to make the size of that object that scares you a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger every time you do it um but on that note i want to remind you guys one more time to check out wander barn all of their podcasts we mentioned one of them today but there are lots more for you guys to go and love so go check out mastering the business of yoga Go check out our website bio on wonderbarn.com slash people talking people and explore all their other, explore the show, other show hosts and their other shows. Wonderful. As always, it's been a pleasure. Bye people.